Welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Panadin, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development. So we'd be strong role models for those who love and mentor. Today is so exciting. It is chapter 40 in our Queen's University Psych 100 course, and it's all about functions of emotions. So let's get started. Emotions play a crucial role in our lives because they have important functions. This module describes those functions, dividing the discussion into three areas, the intrapersonal, the interpersonal, and the social and cultural functions of emotions. The section on the intrapersonal functions of emotion describes the roles that emotions play within each of us individually. The section on the interpersonal functions of emotion describes the meanings of emotions to our relationships with others. And the section on the social and cultural functions of emotion describes the roles and meanings that emotions have to the maintenance and effective functioning of our societies and cultures at large. All in all, we will see that emotions are a crucially important aspect of our psychological composition, having meaning and function to each of us individually, to our relationships with others in groups, and to our societies as a whole. The learning objectives to keep in the back of your mind is to gain an appreciation of the importance of emotion in human life. Understand the functions and meanings of emotion in three areas of life, the interpersonal, interpersonal, and social-cultural, and give examples of the role and function of emotion in each of the three areas described. As mentioned, I am a student, not a teacher. I am simply sharing my journey as I learn more about us wonderful humans. So let's get started. Introduction. It is impossible to imagine life without emotion. We treasure our feelings, the joy at a ball game, the pleasure of the touch of a loved one, or the fun with friends on a night out. Even negative emotions are important, such as the sadness when a loved one dies, the anger when violated, the fear that overcomes us in a scary or unknown situation, or the guilt or shame toward others when our sins are made public. Emotions color life experiences and give those experiences meaning and flavor. In fact, emotions play many important roles in people's lives and have been the topic of scientific inquiry in psychology for well over a century. This module explores why we have emotions and why they are important. Doing so requires us to understand the function of emotions, and this module does so below by dividing the discussions into three sections. The first concerns the intrapersonal functions of emotion, which refer to the role that emotions play within each of us individually. The second concerns the interpersonal functions of emotion, which refer to the role emotions play between individuals within a group. The third concerns the social and cultural functions of emotion, which refer to the role that emotions play in the maintenance of social order within a society. All in all, we will see that emotions inform us of who we are, what our relationships with others are like, and how to behave in social interactions. Emotions give meaning to events. Without emotions, those events would be mere facts. Emotions help coordinate interpersonal relationships, and emotions play an important role in the cultural functioning of keeping human societies together. Intrapersonal functions of emotion. 
Emotions help us act quickly with minimal conscious awareness. Emotions are rapid information processing systems that help us act with minimal thinking. Problems associated with birth, battle, death, and seduction have occurred throughout evolutionary history, and emotions evolved to aid humans in adapting to those problems rapidly and with minimal conscious cognitive intervention. If we did not have emotions, we could not make rapid decisions concerning whether to attack, defend, flee, care for others, reject food, or approach something useful, all of which were functionally adaptive in our evolutionary history and helped us to survive. For instance, drinking spoiled milk or eating rotten eggs has negative consequences for our welfare. The emotion of disgust, however, helps us immediately take action by not ingesting them in the first place or by vomiting them out. This response is adaptive because it aids ultimately in our survival and allows us to act immediately without much thinking. In some instances, taking the time to sit and rationally think about what to do, calculating cost-benefit ratios in one's mind, is a luxury that might cost one one's life. Emotions evolved so that we can act without that depth of thinking. Emotions prepare the body for immediate action. Emotions prepare us for behavior. When triggered, emotions orchestrate systems such as perception, attention, inference, learning, memory, goal, choice, motivational priorities, physiological reactions, motor behaviors, and behavioral decision-making. Emotions simultaneously activate certain systems and deactivate others in order to prevent the chaos of competing systems operating at the same time, allowing for coordinated responses to environmental stimuli. For instance, when we are afraid our bodies shut down temporarily, unneeded digestive processes resulting in saliva reduction, a dry mouth, blood flows disproportionately to the lower half of the body, the visual field expands and air is breathed in, all preparing the body to flee. Emotions initiate a system of components that include subjective experience, expressive behaviors, psychological reactions action tendencies, and cognition, all for the purposes of specific actions. The term emotion is, in reality, a metaphor for these reactions. One common misunderstanding people have when thinking about emotions, however, is the belief that emotions must always directly produce action. This is not true. Emotion certainly prepares the body for action, but whether people actually engage in action is dependent on many factors, such as the context within which the emotion has occurred. The target of the emotion, the perceived consequences of one's actions, previous experience, and so forth. Thus, emotions are just one of many determinants of behavior, albeit an important one. Emotions influence thoughts. Emotions are also connected to thoughts and memories. Memories are not just facts that are encoded in our brains. They are colored with the emotions felt at those times the facts occurred. Thus, emotions serve as the neural glue that connects those disparate facts in our minds. That is why it is easier to remember happy thoughts when happy and angry times when angry. Emotions serve as the effective basis of many attitudes 
values and beliefs that we have about the world and the people around us. Without emotions, those attitudes, values, and beliefs would be just statements without meaning. And emotions give those statements meaning. Emotions influence our thinking processes, sometimes in constructive ways, sometimes not. It's difficult to think critically and clearly when we feel intense emotions, but easier when we are not overwhelmed with emotions. Emotions motivate future behaviors. Because emotions prepare our bodies for immediate action, influence thoughts, and can be felt, they are important motivators of future behavior. Many of us strive to experience the feelings of satisfaction, joy, pride, or triumph in our accomplishments and achievements. At the same time, we also work very hard to avoid strong negative feelings. For example, once we have felt the emotion of disgust when drinking the spoiled milk, we generally work very hard to avoid having those feelings again. For example, checking the expiration date on the label before buying the milk, smelling the milk before drinking it, watching if the milk curdles in one's coffee before drinking it. Emotions, therefore, not only influence immediate actions, but also serve as an important motivational basis for future behaviors. Interpersonal functions of emotions. Emotions are expressed both verbally through words and non-verbally through facial expressions, voices, gestures, body postures, and movements. We are constantly expressing emotions when interacting with others, and others can reliably judge those emotional expressions. Thus, emotions have signal value to others and influence others and our social interactions. Emotions and their expressions communicate information to others about our feelings, intentions, relationships with the target of the emotions and the environment. Because emotions have this communicative signal value, they help solve social problems by evoking responses from others, by signaling the nature of interpersonal relationships, and by providing incentives for desired social behavior. Emotional expressions facilitate specific behaviors in perceivers. Because facial expressions of emotion are universal social signals, they contain meaning not only about the expressor's psychological state, but also about that person's intent and subsequent behavior. This information affects what the perceiver is likely to do. People observing fearful faces, for instance, are more likely to produce approach-related behaviors, whereas people who observe angry faces are more likely to produce avoidance-related behaviors. Even subliminal presentation of smiles produces increases in how much beverage people pour and consume and how much they are willing to pay for it. Presentation of angry faces decreases these behaviors. Also, emotional displays evoke specific complementary emotional responses from observers. For example, anger evokes fear in others, whereas distress evokes sympathy and aid. Emotional expressions signal the nature of interpersonal relationships. Emotional expressions provide information about the nature of the relationships among interactants. Some of the most important and provocative set of findings in this area come from studies involving married couples. In this research, married couples visited a laboratory after having not seen each other for 24 hours and then engaged in intimate conversation about daily events or issues of conflict. Discrete expressions of contempt, especially by the men, 
and discussed, especially by the women, predicted later marital dissatisfaction and even divorce. Emotional expressions provide incentives for desired social behavior. Facial expressions of emotion are important regulators of social interaction. In the developmental literature, this concept has been investigated under the concept of social referencing. That is the process whereby infants seek out information from others to clarify situation and then use that information to act. To date, the strongest demonstration of soulful referencing comes from work on the visual cliff. In the first study to investigate this concept, Campos and colleagues placed mothers on the far end of the cliff from the infant. Mothers first smiled to the infants and placed a toy on top of the safety glass to attract them. Infants invariably began crawling to their mothers. When the infants were in the center of the table, however, the mother then posed an expression of fear, sadness, anger, interest, or joy. The results were clearly different for the different faces. No infant crossed the table when the mother showed fear. Only 6% did when the mother posed anger. 33% crossed when the mother posed sadness, and approximately 75% of the infants crossed when the mother posed joy or interest. Other studies provide similar support for facial expression as regulators of social interaction. In one study, experimenters posed facial expressions of neutral anger or disgust toward babies as they moved toward an object and measured the amount of inhibition the baby showed in touching the object. The results for 10 and 15 month olds were the same. Anger produced the greatest inhibition followed by disgust, with neutral the least. The study was later replicated using joy and disgust expressions, altering the method so that the infants were not allowed to touch the toy, compared with a distractor object, until one hour after exposure to the expression. At 14 months of age, significantly more infants touched the toy when they saw joyful expressions, but fewer touched the toy when the infants saw disgust. Social and cultural functions of emotion. If you stop to think about many things we take for granted in our daily lives, we cannot help but come to the conclusion that modern human life is a colorful tapestry of many groups and individual lives woven together in a complex, yet functional way. For example, when you're hungry, you might go to the local grocery store and buy some food. Ever stop to think about how you're able to do that? You might buy a banana that was grown in a field in Southeast Asia being raised by farmers there where they planted the tree, cared for it, and picked the fruit. They probably handed that fruit off to a distribution chain that allowed multiple people somewhere to use tools such as cranes, trucks, cargo bins, ships, or airplanes that were also created by multiple people somewhere to bring that banana to your store. The store had people to care for that banana until you came and got it and to barter with you for it and with your money. You may have gotten to the store riding a vehicle that was produced somewhere else in the world by others, and you were probably wearing clothes produced by some other people somewhere else. Thus, human social life is complex. Individuals are members of multiple groups with multiple social roles, norms, and expectations, and people move rapidly in and out of the multiple groups of which they are members. Moreover, much of the human social life is unique because it revolves around cities where many people of disparate backgrounds come together. 
This creates the enormous potential for social chaos, which can easily occur if individuals are not coordinated well and relationships not organized systematically. One of the important functions of culture is to provide this necessary coordination and organization. Doing so allows individual and groups to negotiate the social complexity of human social life, thereby maintaining social order and preventing social chaos. Culture does this by providing meaning and information system to its member, which is shared by a group and transmitted across generations that allow the group to meet basic needs of survival, pursue happiness and well-being, and derive meaning from life. Culture is what allowed the banana from Southeast Asia to appear on your table. They have a really good chart here about the roles of emotions in the function of culture. And uh, I encourage you to take a look at it if you're not watching this on YouTube. Culture transmission of the meaning and information system to its members is therefore a crucial aspect of culture. One of the ways this transmission occurs is through the development of world views related to emotions. World views related to emotions provide guidelines for desirable emotions that facilitate norms for regulating individual behaviors and interpersonal relationships. Our cultural background tells us which emotions are ideal to have and which are not. The cultural transmission of information related to emotions occur in many ways, from child rears to children, as well as from cultural products available in our world, such as books, movies, ads, and the like. Culture also informs us about what to do with our emotions, that is, how to manage or modify them when we experience them. One of the ways in which this is done through the management of emotional expression through cultural display rules. These are rules that are learned early in life that specify the management and modification of our emotional expressions according to social circumstances. Thus, we learn that big boys don't cry or to laugh at the boss's jokes, even though they're not funny. By affecting how individuals express their emotions, culture also influences how people experience them as well. Because one of the major functions of culture is to maintain social order in order to ensure group efficacy and thus survival, culture creates worldviews rules, guidelines, and norms concerning emotions because emotions have important intra and interpersonal functions as described above and are important motivators of behavior. Norms concerning emotion and its regulation in all cultures serve the purpose of maintaining social order. Cultural worldviews and norms help us manage and modify our emotional reactions and thus behaviors by helping us to have certain kinds of emotional experiences in the first place and by managing our reactions and subsequent behaviors once we have them. By doing so, our culturally moderated emotions can help us engage in socially appropriate behaviors as defined by our cultures and thus reduce social complexity and increase social order, avoiding social chaos. All of this allows us to live relatively harmonious and constructive lives and groups. If cultural world views and norms about emotions did not exist, people would just run amok, having all the kinds of emotional experiences, expressing their emotions, and then behaving in all sorts of unpredictable and potentially harmful ways. 
If that were the case, it would be very difficult for groups and societies to function effectively, and even for humans to survive as a species. If emotions were not regulated in culturally defined ways for the common social good, thus emotions play a critical role in the successful functioning of any society and culture. Yeah. Emotions, how fascinating was that? It's, and it's just on the surface of what we're going to learn in this course. And we're almost finished week seven, which is also very exciting because we're heading towards that finish line and I am excited. And that's my emotion and that's my drive keeping me going and to live a more inspired life.